I'm TJ Stolzenberg. Lucky number 13. That's by right. The way. 1313. A-Rod! Yeah. I know, that was just one that was just one person that came That's up. That's the wait. What number was he his whole life? He was number three when he was with the Mariners right. and the Rangers. Right. And unfortunately, one guy on the Yankees, you know, he Babe already wore that. Babe Ruth. George Herman Ruth. You ever heard of Babe Ruth? Ba- uh, it's, there's a name on the ball. It says Baby Ruth. Babe Ruth. Name the movie. The Sandlot. Of course. Good, good. Come on. Every baseball fan should know The Sandlot. The Great Hambino. The Great Hambino. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. You want some more? S'more what? No, 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 no. A s'more. A s'more. A, t- a cheese of chocolate? A thing? Come on, you're killing me, Smalls. Come on, I could literally quote that movie the entire it. day if I wanted to. And I call myself Scotty Smalls sometimes. You know, I literally uh, think Benny the Jet Rodriguez. I imagine when you st- have your friend stick your hand in the air and you throw the ball up and say, just put your glove out. I'll do the rest. It worked. Was Benny the Jet Rodriguez really that magical? Because I've tried that with my friends. I sent him out to left field, and I tried hitting the next <laughs> ball into the glove, and I was lucky if I got it even close. Just saying, yes, movie magic is pretty, but man, that movie was great and realistic, except for that. But it was great. Come on. The Sandlot is one of the best movies like ever made. Y- you try to think of the best baseball movies. You can't leave out the Sandlot. You got the Sandlot, Field of Dreams, uh, Major League. Major which League. I love. I thought Major League Two wasn't half bad. I, I didn't see the second one. Boom, boom. Well, people that saw that would know what that means. You know what it is because the first Major League is so good. Like think, oh, the second Stevie one. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Just kidding. That's a guitarist. Stevie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's the Vaughn? Was uh, Rick Vaughn? Rick, Rick Vaughn. Stevie Ray Vaughan. That's a guitar player. Yes, yes, yes. Speaking of guitars, right. yes. Uh, Rick Vaughn. <laughs> Rick Vaughn. Yes, Mobby, played by Mobby. played by Charlie Sheen. Don't who, be hating. Charlie Sheen was awesome in that movie. He was awesome. Did you know he actually used steroids for that movie? Did he really? He did, yes. For what purpose? Uh, to throw 96 mile per hour gas through a sign, that's why. Well, there's no way he actually threw that hard. Uh, you never know. I guarantee you he threw like 70 and <laughs> or 65 and they like sped it up or something. They probably gave him a pitching machine that probably went right through the yeah, sign. They, they, it was in a 90s movie, right? So it had... Late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. You know, they the, had they had the green screens and stuff going. Yeah, so. they showed the unfortunate times of the Cleveland Indians back in the 80s. Oh, that's right. Well, they're not so unfortunate now. And uh, speaking of unfortunates, which direction do we go? Uh, do we talk about the Yankees' current lineup or do we talk about basketball? Well, I think we should talk about basketball because apparently it's the end of the line for the Brooklyn Nets, who are down three games to one. Is the game currently still going on? It is still going on. They were down by 35 last time I checked. With now, how much time left? Uh, probably like five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Oh. Which okay. led me to this wonderful speech. You know how much I love my Brooklyn Nets. Before he says this, let me just build this up a little bit because... It's hard. People hated Yankees and Yankee fans because people always said it was easy to cheer for a winning team, a team that always wins, that always has the best players. But, you know, you can't say that about my friend James because this guy, ah, uh, yes, he's a Yankee fan, but he's also the a, most loyal Yankee fan. He's like also that. a Brooklyn Net fan. Now, we all know the Nets blow. I'm going to be real. Oh, they sucked. <laughs> they were terrible. They I only won 20. Gently. They won 28 games last year. They won 20 the year before that. How about that? Well, James, take it away. All right. So, I wrote this speech before today's events, which I know the Nets, they're definitely won't be playing. Don't, don't say anything. Just read it. All right, fine. It's I'm sorry. It's hard to talk about this, especially what's going on. I know. But anyway, win or lose tonight, my Brooklyn Nets have been one of the most Exciting teams I've ever seen since they moved to Brooklyn back in 2012, and you can't deny that. Not denying. All right. This was a team that was projected to win 28 games this season. Yeah. It looked that way when they started off 8 and 18. (laughs) When they started 8 and 18, I'm like, oh no. I'm like, I just wanted to do this, like, pop my head into my shirt, like, if I was a turtle. But you're a loyal fan. But I'm a loyal fan. Stick through, because these guys are so much better than what their 8 and 18 record. They actually consisted of guys, D'Angelo Russell, who is a first time All Star, proven leader. 
who needs to stay with this team. Yeah. Joe Harris, three-point specialist, led the NBA in three-pointer percentage. And won the three-point contest. And Steph also Curry. did that, beat Steph Curry, which is not an easy feat. Right. Spencer Dinwiddie, who is absolutely, should be the sixth man of the year. Unfortunately, that's going to be given to Lou Williams. Uh, Damari Carroll, who's been great. Jared Allen, needs to bulk up a little bit, but when he's explosive... He could be thunder, almost like a Thor-like. The fro is the best part of him. Oh, of course. My dad calls him Jimi Hendrix, by the way, because of his fro. <laughs> he does kind of look like Jimi Hendrix. He does, actually. You just have to give him a guitar. Next thing you know, he's playing a little Purple Haze. Or... Okay. Rodion's Crew Roots, who, ne- who the Nets got last year. No one knew who, who the hell this guy was. He ended up being a superstar, actually. Jared Dudley. Everybody loves him except for the city of Philadelphia right now. Yes. Um, you know what? I was going to say the speech was much more touching when you just read it. You know what it is? Be, fine. Fine. You know what? I'm just going to keep just going. Just read it, baby. Fine. Ed Davis, many more, blah, 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 blah. They went 42 and 40 on the season. Boom. 14 more wins in their actual projections. Yeah. That's right. They overachieved, played with heart, played with guts, played with the we go hard attitude. Yeah. Everybody was a spectator for that. Yeah. So many moments. That 25-point comeback. That was awesome. 10 points in 30 seconds. Which you showed me last week. That was sweet. Russell's hot streak. The dude is absolutely on fire. Beast. So many moments. The most important part is... We don't suck anymore. And we are bound to be back next year. Here they come. They're going to be bringing a brand new culture. Yeah. Hey, they had a positive... They had a winning record this year. 42 and 40. Now, he wrote that before, obviously, and was pumped up. He was ready. He's like, backs against the wall. Here we go. And uh, <laughs> we had a little delayed start in our filming tonight, so we started watching some of the game. And it started off 2 nothing Philly. You're like, okay. 4 nothing Philly. 8 nothing, 6 nothing, 8 nothing, 8 nothing, 10 nothing, 10 nothing, 10 nothing to 12 nothing, 14 nothing. And then I think it was 16 nothing when they finally made it 16 to 2. Let's just say they didn't get their first basket on bus- basket wow. basket basket bucket. They didn't get their first basket until 6 minutes into the first quarter. You knew this was going to be a long game. Uh, it was funny. Game. It was funny. The score I think was like 28 to 2 or something like that. It and was I 30 said, to 6 at one point. I'm no, like, no, no, it was before the free throw. I was like oh. I was like watch guarantee you this doesn't go in. <laughs> <laughs> you missed the first free throw and I'm like oh no. They were they would have done anything Man, for points. This was, this was brutal, by the way. But, Cheeks, I will say, impressive. They took one away from the Sixers on the road. In game one. In game one. And then they just... Smacked him in the mouth. Blood, bad and, blood between everybody. And then they just kind of let Spiraled it... Spiraled away yeah. a little bit. They, they showed their true side, unfortunately. I mean, what they were good at was... Attack the basket. That's not Penetrate. what I saw. That is not what I saw. What in we that saw game. was just pure. Ro- what they just did in that game was not even close to the winning formula for them. The only what I heard from Doris Burke and everybody who actually said some things that no basketball because I don't very much. They said what the Nets are great at is attacking the rim and ki- and kicking out for shots because that's what you got to do. You got to attack the rim against Joel Embiid especially. Draw get get him in foul trouble. Get him get him uncomfortable. It is so easy for him to piss him off beyond belief. Oh, yeah. Which is why I want him the to elbow, get him out of the, the game. elbows to Jared Allen's head. Uh, all the, the flagrant one, which should have been a flagrant two. It should have been a flagrant two, and he should be out of there. Yeah. Nothing pissed me off more than the post-game, conf- the post-game oh, comments. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'll be Ben Simmons. You be Joel Embiid. All right. Uh, obviously. <clears throat> I'm not going to do that. Obviously, it was a... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to do it. That was great. Anyway. That's pretty much what the comment is. That's how he sounds. He's like, I'm sorry. It's like, oh, man, dude, I'm sorry about the flavor one. I didn't mean to do that. Then Ben Simmons just breaking out into laughter. I'm like, I'm like. Oh, this. So, this for is anyone who didn't understand what just happened, uh, Joel Embiid was uh, quote unquote apologizing on the stand. Yeah, for his apologizing, <laughs> then laughing 10 seconds after. Ben Simmons to his right starts laughing. I was actually just laughing at James' impersonation. I didn't want, you know what it is? I didn't want. I didn't. <laughs> 
I know what you didn't want. I didn't. I didn't. You didn't want this. <laughs> the fact that we're laughing this much, by the way, the Sorry. fact that it's on camera too is even better. I don't care. This is great, buddy. But anyway, the point is, is that Joel Embiid, he actually didn't didn't care that he got the flagrant. The oh fact that he was starting to laugh when that happened, and you can't, and you're ruining a very, very hard moment right now by you laughing this much. Okay. All right. So, so Joel Embiid was a doucher. Is that allowed to be said? Uh, we're not a good guy. We could not say a good that. guy. Yeah, but that it's all right. He's a, he's a meanie. He's a weenie. He's always been that way. He's a Ever bully. Since... He's a bully on and off the so court, is, sounds like. So is Simmons, okay? Simmons, you're a punk. Shoot a three-pointer and make one. I'm sorry. Did I hear a stat the other day that you haven't even attempted 11th? Wait, 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 wait. No, no. He only attempted 11 three-pointers. All season? All season. Really? He has not made one yet. An entire NBA season, a guard in the NBA can't make three pointer. Steph Curry makes eleven of fifteen from three almost every night. The man Ben Simmons dribble, dribble, pass, dribble, dribble, pass. Drives to the paint. Supposed to be the next the... LeBron James. You're the next LeBron Ames. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> although I do have to say this about Simmons, the game three, eleven of thirteen from the field, thirty one points. All in the paint, though, which drove me nuts. He is taking four-foot shots, and they are contested. He is he is magical around the rim. Yes, I get it. It's just, Ben Simmons, who are you to be up there laughing at when some guy gets elbowed in the face? I mean, that just wasn't cool. How would you feel if Jared Allen just elbowed you right in the face? Yeah, I think Jared Allen should. Hopefully that's what happened in the final five minutes here. Hopefully it gets a little testy. Hopefully a huge brawl just broke out, like what happened in Game 4 when Jared Dudley pushed Embiid, and I'm like, oh, this is great. I love the that. That was happened. nice. That was nice. That was nice. But everyone's like, it's Jared Dudley. He's not an all-star. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Jared Dudley, he's been around forever. He was also on the Suns, and it's like... He was on the Suns. I, they sink. Uh, anyways, long and the short of it is, we're going to give a little testament to the Brooklyn Nets, who... We're kind of stinky for a while there. Even when they got KG at the end, Paul Pierce at the end, still had Joe Johnson at his end. That was the, and Jason Terry and Deron Williams. Darren Williams. That was the kiss to the devil that trade, by the way. What? They stunk. Still, they had no. Remind you, they had no first round picks. They didn't have a top ten draft picks for for six years. And the fact that they were able to build a winning team with whatever they got. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. It is very impressive. So, Speaking of building a team. <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, I didn't think we'd have to say it this early in the season as a Yankee fan. 22 games into the season. 22 games in. We've lost just about that many players to the injury bug. Pretty much. We're not going to do what we did last week and list off all the injuries because that's just going to be obnoxious. You're just going to be doing it every week. It's going to be annoying. the big blows to our souls... Biggest blow, I will say, Ooh. was a testament or a text that I got from you mm-hmm. saying, I don't even know what to think anymore. And Aaron Judge, again, what? An oblique injury. Oblique? He was holding his left side after he hit a single. And, and when you see that... You know, after a hit, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. If it's after a hit, if it's after a... I just... I'm sad. Because, honestly... This is brutal. This is brutal. Like, it, it was cute for a little bit. Okay, we're a little injury-derived. Okay, Andujar's out for a while. Okay. When Stanton and Andujar are out, Then I'm we like, lose okay. Gary Sanchez for a little while, and it's like, oh, okay. And then... I bet we lose our ace before the season even started. Oh, oh my god! And then he's going to be out even more. And, and like, like, remember last week? Remember what we said last week? And which was a great episode, by the way. I agree. If you didn't, if you don't, if you're even listening now, tune in last week because that was awesome. Yeah. But no we, props this week, unfortunately. We were angry last week. Take some ibuprofen, we said. And what do they go out and do? Our one last good star player, oblique. Oblique injury. Could be out for a very long time. They said it was a significant oblique injury. And you know that takes a couple of months to, months. to recover from People that. are saying a month, maybe two. No. He's he's coming back in August. 
That's what I said too. July, August. They're not going to rush him either. You can't rush any of these guys. And I keep on saying this to everybody and everybody and everybody. You do not want to rush these kind of injuries, especially the oblique or the muscles, because it will damage you for a very long time. What's worse, three months or three years or a career? Three months. Especially with Is Jim. better. Is better. Three months is a lot better. Yeah. Especially with the kind of career that Judge has. The presence he brings The in. presence is what I'm key. That's where I'm most upset. It's because That's we, what it is. We had one leader left in the dugout. And yes, he wasn't really doing Judge-like Judgerian things. It was, a ma- it was a matter of time until he started time doing it. But the, the dingers happened. But he had... We got to see a, a, you know, a great job by him. He hit a two-run two single to bring him back into the game. Unfortunately, that didn't help that out didn't that matter. much. The rain, the wind, and the terrible performance against Baltimore that day didn't matter. But I'm going to read you the opening day lineup projected of what we were excited to see this season. Oh, God, this is going to make me sick. Hold Are on. you ready? Let me, gra- let me grab my notebook. <clears throat> opening day lineup before all the injury bug took over. Brett Gardner. Okay, that's Aaron, fine. Aaron Judge. There. And Giancarlo Stanton at the 1-2-3. Bam, bam, bam. That's yes. A, that's a great 1-2-3 right there. Voight. Voight's still there. Andujar. Oh. Sanchez. Oh. Bird. Oh. Torres. Uh, okay. Tulo. Oh. Troy Tulowitzki. Thanks. Thank you for your one-week presence. <laughs> In pinch drives, it was by des- the way. It was perfect design. He was meant to be a Yankee. He was a fan of a Yankee. He was. He grew up idolizing Derek Jeter. He and wore of, number two out in Colorado. Come on, guy. And of, and of course, he happened to be on the same injury play team. But anyway, guess what? Remember that lineup: Gardner, Judge, Stanton, Voigt, Andahar, Sanchez, Bird, Torres, Tulo. Here comes today's lineup. Oh, boy. You're going to have to help me because I don't think I know some of these all guys. All right. DJ Lemayhew. DJ Lemayhew. You know who that is. He should have been in the starting lineup always. Yeah. Anyways, thank God he's there. Louis Voigt is still there. Thank you, Luke. Brett Gar- okay. Oh, look. Brett Gardner's in the three spot. All right. Yay. Here's the one problem. Brett Gardner. I Hold on. Before you say something negative. It's not negative. It's, it's questionable. That's what it is. It is, is. questionable. I want to say I think I like what Aaron Boone is doing. Because, yes, you should put Gardner second and Voight third. I keep on saying that. But what's happening right now? Voight's hitting. Gardner's coming out of his early season slump. So, and also, Gardner's, like, hitting for power. Uh, he has five home runs, by the way. <laughs> what? He, he almost <laughs> has the same amount of home runs as Bryce Harper. And also... $25 million cheaper. Just saying. But anyway. So why not put him in the three spot? He also draws a lot of pitches and draws a lot of walks. Yeah, so, you, well, you were saying. We he draws have a 17-pitch at bat. So. 17-pitch at bat, baby. <laughs> Here we go. How many balls did he foul off in a row? Like eight? Eight, nine when we were there? That was awesome. It was like a good amount. Torres is in the four spot. Yep. All right. That's fine. Who is this? Mike Ford at first base. Mike Ford is the backup to the backup pretty much. I just also realize, realize this, too. I, this is going to be a random fact. Greg Bird, eight letters in the name. Luke Voigt, eight letters in the name. Mike Ford, eight letters in the name. All first basemen. All first basemen. Four then. and four. A four by four by Ford. Yes, I know it was a lame fact. No, did you get my joke? The uh, four by four? Oh. That's actually a Chevy. Never mind. You just ruined it by saying that. Talkman. Mike Talkman, who's actually been producing recently. I, I When he said Mike Talkman, I was like, uh huh. Mike freaking Talkman. Then all of a sudden on my phone, I keep getting updates. Talkman, two RBI double. Talkman, RBI single. I'm like, who is this guy? Mike Talkman also hit a two run, oh, I think it was an RBI. No, RBI triple against Chris Sale of the Boston Red Sox. But anyway, yes. next. Austin. Romaine Lettuce. He had one of the best games on Sunday. Austin Romaine, he also, every update on my phone is RBI single, RBI single. That's going to be the key contributor, which we're going to get to a little bit later, yeah. because there's something yeah. about this, yeah. about the New York Rail Raiders, and if you understand that, that's the AAA squad for AAA Grand Wilkesbury. Yes, uh, I will say Austin Romaine Lettuce, uh, thank you. For at least giving us a victory the other day. We were up, what was it, 6-2? to two? We were up 5 nothing five going nothing. into the eighth inning. Chad Green on the mound, you know, he's struggling. What a great yeah, opportunity for Chad, him to break heck? it out. 
Base is loaded, nobody out. Hold Boom her. pulls him out, which is good. Then they put him out of Vino. You're like, okay, out of Vino is going to at least give us one or two runs. Next thing you know is 5-2 after a two-run double. Then he gave up a three-run home run like three pitches later. So with three pitches, it was from 5 nothing to 5-5. Five, five. Yeah, 5-5. Five, no, five, five. Then... Bleeding's not done. Nope. Next pitch, 100 Dozier. See you later to the right center field seats. I'm like, yeah. 5 nothing. that felt like a 2 nothing game. All of a sudden in the bottom of the eighth, or now we're going to the bottom of the eighth, and we're down 6-5. So, with Chad Green. And Adam Adovino on the mound, they scored six runs off of him. Yeah. But. However, Austin Romine Lettuce came to deliver. 6-6, RBI single to left. I kind of knew it was happening because it's Austin Romine, the best backup catcher in the game. He is. He could start in so many places. He could literally start in like every other team. And you know what? His average does, he has like a decent average for a, a, a hitting catcher. He's not bad defensively either. No, he's pretty good actually. But he hits. The reason why I like him is because he hits when it matters. Right now the team is down. Right now we need a bat, and he's getting those hits. I guarantee you, in about three weeks from now, he's gonna go 0 for 25. I'm just telling you, it's gonna happen. I hope not. No, it's just gonna happen. I know, but you know what it is? He's not gonna get any playing time when Sanchez comes back tomorrow. By the way. Oh, he'll have some playing time. Sanchez will be DHing and whatever. He'll, yeah, that's true. Can't take his bat out of the yeah. lineup. Uh, but he will go. He will cool off. It's oh, just eventually, he yeah. hits in bunches, but when it needs to, that's why I love him. He, he's he's clutch in a way. Yeah. So let's continue down. Thario Estrada. No one knows who this guy is. Thario Estrada. Thario Thario somewhere. Thario Thario. Yeah. And ethereal uh, ethereal and gym. and uh, <laughs> and Tyler Wade. At the ninth spot. T-dubs. T-dubs. There's something about Tyler Wade. Yes, I know his batting average is slightly above 200, but he manufactures runs. He gets on base. He's he not bunts. Yeah, Tyler Wade, that was great to see the small ball they played the other day to get a couple runs across. Yeah. Tyler Wade, it was a, what we talked about last week, a safety squeeze, not yeah. a suicide squeeze. The difference being the, pick, the runners running on the pitch yeah. versus the, you know, whatever. But Tyler Wade, fundamental baseball player. Hit great in the offseason, and then he should have kind of would have should have he should have been the he should have been on the instead who we take Mike Talkman. <laughs> All right, which took him three weeks for him to actually start hitting, but he's actually hitting now. Which all right, I gotta rem- I gotta give you all these stats because give it to us give it because to because you were talking about runners in scoring position. Risp. Yes, risk. The, the downfall is we <laughs> have, we have. 200, 200 home runs pretty much in one, one in lineup a, on the IL And list. then we have 200 but pimples to pop on these because these guys are still teenagers. Be, because these... Yeah, pretty much. You got to give them a tweezer. You gave me tweezers earlier. Anyways. Anyway, the point is is that the fact that all these guys are injured, we're still 12 and 10. We're two and a half games back in first place. Can you believe that? How about that? You know what it is? Because all these guys are capitalizing on their playing time. Correct. These guys are fighting for their dance on the show. Like, what is it? Clint Frazier has been unbelievable. Oh, Clint Frazier. Can we, uh, in a moment, uh, rattle off his stats? Yeah, of course. I know he has six home runs. He has 17 RBIs. He's leading the Yanks besides the home runs because he's tied with Gary Sanchez. Wow, that's actually awesome. Yeah. Then Um, you got Urshela, who... Hit the go-ahead sacrifice fly. Unfortunately, Chapman blew the save. Then he hit the go-ahead RBI single. And he's also... Have you seen his glove? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's been great at third. But you know how many runs he saved? Who? Gio Urshela. Who you, is Gio Urshela? You got to look at this guy. All right. right yeah, take up Ur- Gio Urshela. The dude has been absolutely filthy at third. Word. He's, he picks every ball. He's smooth. You look at that and you're like... And Duhar can't make those kind of plays. Ooh. But he doesn't have his bat. I know. We'll see. If Urshela but had... Like, but like he's saying, these these guys know this is an opportunity. And they know it's temporary. They know that once these guys... But they're just enjoying and happy to be up there. Maybe that's what it takes. A little humble pie. A little... Well, this is not the humble pie that anyone is <laughs> hoping for. I mean, no. It's been shoved down our throats. Injury pie. Day, day by day, day by day, day sadly. by day. But these guys are happy to be up there. Yeah, and, exactly. And clearly they're doing something with it. So 
Even though they're the AAA squad out there right now, we're yeah. winning games. What are we? Six of our last seven? We have won six of our last seven games, and some of the reasons our starters are 1.79 in our last seven games. ERA, he's talking. ER, did I say ERA? No. My bad. ERA. 1.79 ERA via the starters. With guys consisting of Tanaka, Paxton, Hap, CeCe, and Domingo German. Erman or German? German, Erman, I've heard German. I'm going with Erman. Erman. But anyway, Airman. the point is is that yeah. because they know that these guys are not going to be scoring a lot of runs. The fact that the starters were going to lead our tip of the cap moment of the week. Oh, yeah. Shall we have a tip of the cap moment even though neither of us are wearing a cap? Yep. It belongs to the G- third ace, James, James Paxton. Paxton. Yes. James Paxton. A lot of people thought coming into the season that he was going to be an injury-prone, Sonny Gray-type starter. Sonny Gray stunk. To those people that said that James Paxton is Sonny Gray, shut up. Shut up. Back-to-back 12-strike performances. The second Yankee pitcher ever Ever. to do that. Was it David Cohn? David Cohn did that. Ironically, David Cohn was giving the stat. As that was going along. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it he, was. They were mentioning this on Sunday after that 12 strike. He was the guy calling the, the game? Yeah, he was one of the guys uh, color commenting. But anyway, the point is is that James Paxton has been out and been the second ace because we're not going to get Luis Severino wow. until July. But he's been phenomenal. He in, had, those, in those last two, you said it right. He had eight innings. Eight scoreless innings against the, the Red Sox. Lowly Boston Red Sox. Who, and, at the moment, they were 6-13. and 13. They are now 9-13, and 13, I believe. Because they, oh they swept the Tampa Bay Rays. And Here they come. I knew this was I knew, <laughs> I knew this was gonna happen. By the way, this is this, this is not a Red Sox team that's gonna win sixty. They're gonna win at least eighty five to ninety, right? Because they still have the talented lineup. They could still win a hundred, dude. They I know. They they haven't changed. They just nothing I, changed. The only I thing, think they had a little <coughs> in the in the beginning of the season because honestly, and if you hear those sirens, that's what the Red Sox are hearing too. They are. Not worrying at all. They don't need to. They probably got a delayed start to the season because they were just resting on their loyals of a great World Series and an amazing season. But they definitely looked flat out of the out of the gate. Yeah, they they looked absolutely atrocious when they faced us last week. Yeah, and so even though James Paxton went eight innings and he had uh, zero earned runs, twelve no earned Ks, runs, twelve strikeouts. Yep. The following start, who did he face? The Kansas City Royals. KC Royals. He went six they innings. They ain't nothing to sneeze at. He went six innings and struck out 12. Again. Again, which is absolutely remarkable. So no Yankees no Yankees pitcher has ever had 12 strikeouts in two strikes. Think about the long list of You've Yankees. You've got stri- Randy Johnson in there. You've got Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens. Whitey Ford. Andy Pettit. David Cohn. Ron Justin Guidry. Ron Guidry. Yeah, I know. It's insane. None of those guys? None of those guys struck out back-to-back. Not even Ron Guidry in his impressive 1978 season, which he, I think he won like 25 games and struck out like 200-something batters. Wow. But anyway. Paxton. James Paxton. Dude, man, we're happy you're in pinstripes. And we're also Amen, happy brother. that you're becoming the second ace behind Masahiro Tanaka, who's also been impressive so yes, far as yes, well. Yes, he has. And... God, I love CC. This dude's been a workhorse. CC, we tipped our cap to you a couple like weeks ago or whatever, but you were awesome in your first start. Fill me in what he's done since because I haven't seen him. The dude has still had, hasn't given up any runs. He gives you five, six innings every time, and not to mention he's a workhorse. Yeah. He's also very close to getting to 250 wins and also 3,000 strikeouts. Wow. I hope he breaks all those just he, for just for his sake. Oh, he is going to break those because he deserves it, man. That guy is awesome. I love CC. And there was that whole thing where the day before the playoff game, he had announced he was going to rehab. Yeah, two years back, twenty seventeen. Is that what that happened? It wasn't last year. It might have been twenty seventeen then, yeah. because that's those were the only times we made the playoffs. Yeah. So, oh, that's right. We didn't make the... 2018, 2017, 2018 were the times we made the playoffs. But anyway, CC, I wish I could go to his bobblehead game, by the way. I would love a CC bobblehead. But it's him as a Jedi, though. Ooh. Jedi CC bobblehead, which I think is on... Jedi CC bobblehead. Which I believe is on May the 4th. 
Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just got that two seconds late. May, uh, the, May the 4th be with you. Be with you. But anyway, it's not the starter's ERA that strikes me. The risp. Did we talk about risp? The running and scoring position. 314. If you notice this, not everybody is going for the home run. Finally. Which is finally. Thank you. In the last seven games. 314. Batting 314 with runners in scoring position. That was our plague disease in the last year. Two, three. Everyone's going for the big... We could always use the big bang to get us back in it if we were down 4-1 and all of a sudden, boom, it's 4-4. But that wasn't happening anymore. These guys are actually contributing with runners in scoring position. We have... And the thing that would take me off the most was when we had a leadoff double. Oh, yeah. Any professional team, I felt like that's a guaranteed run. Get the move, move the guy over, sack fly, anything, the guy scores. Or let alone get a friggin' hit to get him in. But last year, two years ago, and last year, it was disgusting. It was disgraceful. Our, our batting average was, I think, once it was in the 170s. Or we something were literally like one of the with worst teams with running scoring position, yeah. and yet we still had like 100 wins on the season. Hey, figure it out. Oh, I think they will figure it out. You know what it is? I also, you know, speaking of injuries, I just came across this article today from the Daily News. I know we didn't talk about it, but I figure I I'm can. ready. All right. So, there has been a huge uprise in muscle injuries. Not just Ooh. the Yankees, for all other major league teams. Tell us why. You know, people back in the 60s and 70s, they didn't lift that much weights back then. Baseball players in general? Or? Yeah, baseball players in general. They didn't lift that much weights. You know what it is? Because they were so durable. They weren't overdoing it. Everybody is now going for the home run ball. That's why you see the home run rates going up, strikeout rates also going up, and also number of injuries going up as well. Okay, there's definitely some kind of correlation there. There's definitely tons of muscle injuries with the biceps and the obliques yeah, and you the pulls and the right. strains and all that other stuff. And also, they were also talking about supplements too. Ooh. Yeah. Especially creatine, to be exact. For those who don't know what creatine is, I only knew about it when I played in my football days, but I never took it because... It's powerful stuff. It is basically water weight. Um, That's exactly what it is. You swell up, and you become a beast, and you are a thud missile, but I... You need to lift with it. You need to build muscle fiber with it. Exactly. And what James is talking about, all these other supplements, there is a laundry list of stuff that is not allowed in Major League Baseball. Thusly, only naturally, to play in competitive leagues, people will find alternative things that are in loopholes and probably are still bad for you in the long run, like steroids in general. But Which you should never be doing. Yes, kids. Do a push-up. Don't do a needle. Do a push-up, do a sit-up, do a bicep curl, do a do a bench press, do anything. Anything. Hey, just saying, you have something with this because I remember just speaking from experience from my days playing baseball, working out with next to George Springer, <laughs> uh, the man had a 12-pack, but it's because we did a lot of calisthenics. We did a lot of box steps. Box steps where there's a box, you put some weight on your shoulders, you step up, step down, step up, step down. Working the core, a lot of core, a lot of rubber band work, a lot of rubber band work. This is not doing power cleans or shrugs or bench pressing. Yes, of course, you can do that when, on certain days where you want to build mass, but baseball's not like that. Baseball is a very quick twitch sport where you want to have uh, you know, elasticity with your muscle. That's that's good words. That's a lot of good words in one one full paragraph for me. So I'm gonna yes. kick it to you. Anyway, also <laughs> one of the off here. one of the main problems with creatine it dehydrates your muscles. Correct. Then that's exactly what's going on. It dehydrates your muscles, which leads to pulls, strains, and also torrents. And that's exactly what's been going on with Major League Baseball. Do a stretch. Cry out loud. Do a stretch. Okay. You know when we walked into the yard goats the game the other day. Uh, my buddy saw a, a player was laying on his stomach doing a stretch, but the trainer had like a vibrating thing and he was doing his back and his hamstrings, your hammies. Dude, 
and everyone was making fun of him, like, ah, he's like rubbing his back and rubbing his butt. You know what? You know how important that is? Just, I I don't know. It, It might not, it doesn't take too long. It just, it's your body, it's a temple. Whatever the Yankees are doing, they're not doing it right. Don't do that. They need to stop whatever is going on. And I think this is one of the problems they had last year, by the way. Because everybody was getting was getting bigger and bigger. Aaron Hicks putting 20 pounds of, of muscle. That's John right. Carlos, also, John Carlos standing doing all these ridiculous moves. And, and Luke Voigt doing this and, and this with one arm. You're like, calm down. <laughs> Take it easy. We understand you guys are very, very, very strong. But also, you shouldn't hurt yourself. And might we remind you, it's bat speed that helps with hitting the ball farther. Mm-hmm. And torque. I get it. But the bigger the muscles you have doesn't necessarily mean how hard you're going to hit it in baseball. I got a perfect example for you. Christian Yelich. Christian On the Brewers. Yelich. One of the main problems when he was Love with him. the Marlins. Oh, yeah, dude's an absolute beast. I rejected a trade. Well, this was also the first week. This was the first week. First, ignore that. Okay. Second, continue. Anyway, Christian Yelich, not a big guy whatsoever. One of the main problems when he was with the Marlins, didn't hit a lot of home runs. Went to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Fixed his back speed, lock faster to the ball, and he's hitting it everywhere out Literally, of sight. He used to have, and for those who are watching this, you can see, for those that are listening, I'm sorry, I'll try to explain it. His arms were at a perfect L, but it was tight. He then had a hitch in his step. When the pitch came, yep. he would step back and then go. And then There's something that you see now. He's already like resting back. Yeah. He's all the way extended, so it's one chop of the wood. Exactly. One quick move versus one quick move delay hitch. Which is why? And this this does help for you know seeing balls deeper in the zone, hitting it to the opposite field. If you have one quick twitch and a one, the, the faster your bat speed, the the more you'll you'll be able to see the the curveball in the lower. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just gonna break the fourth wall one more time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> My phone was vibrating nonstop, and I tried to. Coothly grab it and throw it away. You always tell me to put my phone away. You should put your phone on silence, by the way, not on vibrate. But anyway. I need to know when people talk to me. You must be Mr. Popular then. No. All I, right. I'm. I, we're going to talk about this. We're going to switch into the life aspect a little bit. Boy, what are we talking about? <laughs> life aspect. We're talking about Christian Yellich, and now we're talking about life. Darn right. Because I have a problem, ladies and gentlemen. Just like we've described my issue with social media in previous episodes, just because I have a phone doesn't mean I owe you a response. How do you feel about that? Uh, I'll respond to you because I like you. Well, it depends on the it depends on the person. It also saying, depends on the moment. Like I have it's... so many people get mad at me. I wake up in the morning, and sometimes it's a little later than the morning, just because I have a bar job, whatever. But I have 30 people mad at me already. They asked me to do something. I didn't respond. They keep sending back. I'm like, well, what if I just don't like you? Okay, well, who are the people that are texting you? Just like old friends just be like, oh, yeah, I want to do this and that. Honestly, you're my only friend, James. Oh, wow. That (laughs) that felt the the feels right now. The feels, the feels. The feels are so high. But, uh, no, I... If I do have a friend and they are my friend, they know how. That's me. That's me. Like James, he knows how difficult it is to talk to me through text. It is difficult. I try to get in touch with you. I'm like, we gotta do this. We gotta do this. We gotta do this. And we I gotta just, do this. I'm just nine sheets to the wind, flying away. Who knows? Actually, that means drunk. So I wasn't. I want to say that I wasn't nine sheets to the wind. I was just setting my sail and sailing off into the sunset. One time I sent you, I think like seven texts, like in a span of like 36 hours. I'm like, oh my god, I'm like the most annoying girl in the whole wide world. <laughs> no, but I'm just like, I'm serious, man. Like, what is the deal? It's just like, just because there's access now. Yes, I can find Google real quick and get an answer real quick, but now there's no satisfaction in the search, in the journey. What about people you have? You used to have to call the house phone? The landline. The landline. And if grandma picked up, you'd say, hey, is, uh, is Cynthia is, home? Is who? Is someone there? And I remember those do days. Do you remember those days? Because also, before that, it used to just be mail and letters. But good grief, just or, because my phone is on me, yeah, I'm straight up admitting it on the air right now, right here. I'm ignoring almost all of you. You have no idea what's going on in my life. Leave me alone, and I'll get to you when you deserve it. Very solid point, my Sorry. friend. 
But anyway, I get a little intense there. Man, that's <laughs> you know it is. We all have moments like that. But I guess I'm the complete opposite. I'm the people normally responding. I kind of respond like that, by the way, because I know if it's like an important James, thing. James, you waited a whole eleven seconds to text me back today. Okay, yeah, it's a. How second. dare you? It's a one second record to ten seconds. But anyway, the point is, is that people like you apparently. Yeah. As they I mean, should. Why? Why not? I mean, yeah, you make a bunch of Jim Carrey movements. What about the animal cargo? What's your favorite Jim Carrey movie? Liar, liar. Ready for this? Ooh, that's tough. well. First off. The Ace Venturas. Can't beat him. Cannot beat him. I got one for you. Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Right up there. But let me give you a little something something from Liar Liar. Do you remember the scene when he gets pulled over by the cop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, La- a- ladies and gentlemen, here it goes. Depends Ready? on how fast I go. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> and he couldn't hold back. If you haven't seen Liar Liar, Jim Carrey is a character who could Go watch it. Go he, watch it. He couldn't lie. So picture getting pulled over by a cop and the cop asks you... Do you know why I pulled you over? I'm gonna let you. Here it goes. I sped. I followed too closely. I ran a stop sign. I almost hit a Chevy. I sped some more. I failed to yield a crosswalk. I changed lanes at the intersection. I changed lanes without signaling while running a red light and speeding. Is that all? No. I have unpaid parking tickets. He opens the thing. They all fall out. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Carrey. Oh, I could be him. Bumblebee tuna. Bumblebee tuna. I got. Hi there. Nice to see you. Bumblebee tuna. Excuse me. Your balls are showing. Bumblebee tuna. I got one more thing. <laughs> hey, I got one more thing for you. What, you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that scene was improvised from Dumb and Dumber. I bet you a lot of his stuff is. Oh, of course. Because like, because he's got so much hand movements. He how can you write it. all the things he does? Like, There's no way, right? It's just a Jim do Jim for the first three minutes of this scene. And then, you know, uh, he... Huh, ugh. I've seen some of the outtakes, and some of those are even better than the original because, like, or what they chose to cut in. I just, the man is a creative genius. And the Ace Venturas, that changed my life. I literally started walking around like him. And I just started to curve my ends of my sentences and talk a lot like this. And people are like, okay, Jim Carrey, okay, Jim Carrey. I think you should fix your hair, by the way, to look like him. Just yeah. like, almost like, almost like one of these things. Or... You got the length for it. Unfortunately, I, I can't, uh, well, back when my hair was longer, it'd probably be easier. Now it's just... You're short on the sides and quaffed up top. Yeah, pretty much. I'm short and short. But Jim Carrey, nonetheless, has also, this is an ode to him, by the way. Also, and put that in the title, Jim Carrey, ode. Ode. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I actually haven't seen that movie. I heard a lot of good things about it, though. Dark. Great. The Truman Show. Oh, that was good. That was good. Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. You're rooting beneath me. You're rooting. You're rooting. Like the the bedrock. He's like, like the Great Falls and the bedrock of my life. You're rooting beneath me. The fact, the fact that Evan Backstabber, poverty bastard, poverty <laughs> Baxter. <laughs> Looks what happens when the great opportunities are given to someone else and not me. He's like, I'm here with Catherine Hepburn's mom. mom not tell, tell me, me. <laughs> why didn't you? <laughs> why didn't you? What the Titanic? You feel bad? How did it feel with the blue heart of the t- right. jewel on the Titanic? Or did you not want to? Be- why didn't you share and take turns? Could you have taken turns on the door? <laughs> or were you too afraid to, to freeze your, your big fat ass off? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if I could say that. I already did. So. Boop. But yes, Bruce Almighty. Wow, we really just digressed. Like that was like a five-minute digress moment, right I there. I could digress about Jim with Jim Carrey for Jim Carrey. How did we talk about Jim Carrey into this whole thing? Uh, uh, liar, liar. liar. Oh, Ace Ventura. Oh, that's exactly yeah, 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 what yeah, it was. Yeah. Bob and a weaving and da 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 da. This is gonna be a very visual episode, so if you're listening to the audio. Make sure you tune back and check wait, out YouTube. Wait a couple more days. We'll be on YouTube. You'll yeah. get to see our funky hand. I've been, sending, like this. I've been sending the YouTube versions to all my friends, and they, they have been getting us some hype. Just saying, ladies and gents, if you've already made it now to the 44th, 45th minute, uh, you're you're for us. We get funnier. We we are funny. Actually, I, I literally reveal my true self. We're funny me. looking. James is opening up, and I think we should go into the life aspect of oh, him yes. telling us about what he was going to talk about. Okay. Have you ever just just go on just go on a random hangout? You know, your, your best friend, your best friend, you know, you're going out, you're meeting the girlfriend for the first time. Meeting the girlfriend for the first time. You know, 
Sometimes you don't know whether you're going to have expectations. Is this guy good for her? Normally, the girl's always nervous and is like, oh my god, I hope they like me. Not the case of what I went oh, through. Oh my goodness. Oh, so, man. James was explaining to me, he's out with a buddy. And yeah. I'll, I'll try to just tell me if I'm getting this right. Okay. He's out with a buddy. Yep. And it's the first time he's met the girlfriend. Yep. Usually, the girlfriend tries to impress the friends. Or, or open up in a specific way. Yeah. And instead... Got the complete opposite of that. And for those just listening, he threw a notebook. Yes. For the second time in this episode, <laughs> which I think that's going to be my new thing. You're going to throw stuff? Yeah, pretty much. Like when so are we going to finally not throw stuff? Things <laughs> are not going to piss us off. But anyway... So what happened? The girlfriend was not that nice. Leash. And so it kind of le- leaves you in a uh, in a tough spot because you like the guy, but the girlfriend kind of sucks. So you've got a buddy. Girlfriend stanks. You did, don't want to hurt the Did person. she have any positive qualities? No. Just how much she could drink, you said? Yep. <laughs> James was being responsible that night. Oh, yeah. James he you know. was trying to drink lightly. He was driving. And uh, supposedly the girl uh, said mocked that. him because she had done three car bombs in the time he drank his beer. Yeah, pretty much. You know, I, I was also, I didn't eat dinner that day, too, because I knew if I drink too fast. Good riddance, James. Put something in your body. I know, because I'm all skin and bones. But anyway, the point is, is that I left that place pissed off very pissed what do you tell your friend we were actually talking about this earlier I don't know good friend has a bad girlfriend what do you do what does one do in a situation like this because you don't want to hurt the person but you also gotta reveal the truth and if you don't reveal the truth you're gonna explode like a freaking zit that's gross I know there's three scenarios there's one in the night there's one out of the night and there's one after let me explain alright A in the night maybe you pull your buddy aside Go off to the bathroom. Go to the powder room, as they say. The ladies. How can I just take him and pull him off to the side? Yeah. While she's scarfing down Jameson shots or whatever she's doing. Whatever. Anyway. Hey, bud. Is she... Is she like the... Did I do something to offend her? Maybe you say something like that? I didn't say anything. (laughs) That's No, I'm saying if this happens, maybe this is what you could do. But we're clearly in the be out and after section. Yeah, pretty much. You, what do you, this is what I told him. Audience, maybe you should email us and give James suggestions what to tell your friend. I think if he's really a friend, he's going to understand. Or I hope he understands. Because apparently people are kind of stupid in this generation now where they take offense to everything. Oh, yeah. That's the only good thing about this generation. We know how to be offended. And actually, I'm not of this generation. I am a, am I a millennial? Yeah, you are. And your generation Y? Generation XYZ, whatever. The, let's just say, a, not a very good generation. We both stank. We both have everything handed to us. We don't work hard. We don't... Hey, 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 hey. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know about the work. We! Part. We! No. We will rock you. We will, we will rock you. you. Anyway. The only thing you can do is to honestly be honest. Hey, wasn't vibing really well with her, I think. Was it something that like I did, or are you are you okay with the way she was talking to me? Was it the way I was sipping my beer? Was I just going? Just like yeah. one of those like, no, I'm kidding. I didn't do it. But that. just seriously, what do you think is gonna happen? When you, is this friend like a good friend? Are you gonna be able to bring it up to him? I don't know. See, because I'm in that phase where I don't know what's gonna happen, and I don't want to lose a friend over a stupid situation. Well, listen. If you handle this gently and quaffedly, just like your hair. Which I think I can handle that pretty well. I think if you make it not a big deal and you message your friend and say, hey, listen, that wasn't very cool. Yeah, I'm um, like, um, I just want to say, I d- if we're going to hang out in the future, maybe she was just a little buzz or something, but can you just like tell me... Tell her to take a chill pill. Tell her to take a chill pill and lay off me from calling me a puss? That's what it was. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. The man was being responsible. And yes, there's literally that cliche of others in the group who are feeling guilty about their own choices, so they have to do make others do it. Hey, you do it too, you do it too, then I'll feel less bad. Hey, well, guess do... what? Stop calling someone a puss that's really being responsible. Especially when it's someone who cares about his life and doesn't want to die that night. And is also the friend of your boyfriend. What are you thinking, lady? Aren't you trying to, like, leave a good impression? Don't you want... 
the guy that your boyfriend's going to be hanging out with on the side to have good thoughts for you? Because if he doesn't, he's just going to be filling that little, are you sure you want to do that with her? Are you sure she's the one? Because guess what, lady? You're already strike one, two, and three. You're out of here. Strike one, two, and three all in one night. Just saying. It's impress the friends, not the boyfriend. Yeah, don't be uh, don't be the Chris Davis of dates. Strike out in one <laughs> night. Now, if you don't understand that reference, go watch Chris Davis highlights. He doesn't have any. Yeah, he does. Of strikeout compilation. Da, 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 da. But anyway, you know what? We got to start hyping more of you guys reaching out to us. Exactly. We need to... Uh, my Twitter... I haven't even checked it. You have one tweet still, I believe, after a month of having I tweeted? One. Yeah, you were saying. Has anybody every- tweeted me? No, I don't think so. <laughs> literally, I've just been twe- literally, I've been tweeting on our Twitter page, Life Pinch Drives. Uh, just Wait, it out there. say that slowly. Life, L-I-F-E, Pinch Drives, P-I-N-S-T-R. No wonder I-P-E-S. people haven't found us. It's not life and. It's Life Pinch Drives on Twitter. But our show is called Life in Pinstripes because apparently I had too many characters if I added the and. Ampersand. That's such, that's such bull crap. That's what it is. It but is anyway, bad. we got that. I post things on Instagram too, like hyping our audio and video, which usually our video, just having pictures of our video before, which I think our last video. I'm bringing up last week's little thing. Oh, God. <laughs> James and I had a great episode last week. We were vibing Definitely hard. one of the best episodes we've had. We were vibing hard. The laughs were abundant. The flow was... I don't know. The laughs today were pretty abundant. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm, I, actually, I, can't, I can't wait to go back and listen to the, uh, your impersonation of Joel Embiid. I felt bad about because, that after Because for three that. seconds, you were like, oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, like, the whole... Because it's a little testy because it's like... You know what it, it is? Sounds, you know, like Because I'm just going to break the 15th wall. If a white guy impersonates a black guy... It kind of sounds racist, right? It, mm-hmm. That's exactly why I held back because I didn't want to be known as that guy because I, I'm i not that guy at all. But if you do it in a fun way, like the Kempi Mutombo, uh-uh, no, 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 no. no. It's like, That's that, different. Is that different? I don't know. But the way I was... Oh, we got a weird thing going on here. Oh, I don't know what to do. But last week, great episode going. Yes. I was so friggin' excited that right after the episode, we jump up. I'm like, hit the pause button, hit the save button, make sure we save it, make sure we save it! Oh, oh yeah, we did everything we all did, right. We did everything right. And it was the saved footage that was the fun part. However, <laughs> thank God we had this microphone going. The audio James section. had the audio. He had the video. Let's just say this. He had to... Ugh. I had to add the audio to the audio part of our video because the first 20 minutes went by totally fine. But as you can hear, as the microphone was keep on, was continuing on, the sound of us Started was literally going so low to the point that you couldn't hear us. So yeah, you know how frustrating that was because that was the best episode that we did. By the way, when we hit this table, I wonder what it sounds like for them. That's definitely very, very loud for them. Very loud. We're sorry. Um, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. James is never sorry. But what stunk was he sends me this text saying like, "Dude, you're not gonna believe." Like first half, first third of it was good. Then all of a sudden he's like, "The audio faded. The battery died on the mic." I was like, "Oh my lanta." Do not tell me we lost it, but luckily... We didn't lose the video footage, but we had the audio to back it up. So, luckily we had the audio from this lovely speaker to loop over and just line it up. It is, by the way, it is not that easy to line it up, by the way. No. Because you literally are reading lips the entire time. Right. It did act a little weird because one part... Lo- the first time I turned it on, it was a little funky. Like, there was a delay. It'd be like... It takes, it takes time, but then... But then after that, you're like, okay, okay, I lined it up, we're good, people are not going to think I'm a phony, but anyway. A phony? He's a big, fat phony! You're a phony! Sorry, I was watching Seinfeld earlier I thought today. that was from Family Guy. It was from Family Guy, but it was also from Seinfeld, too. Did, did Family Guy steal that from Seinfeld? Probably. Was it an homage to Probably. Seinfeld? Probably. Family Guy is just a gigantic homage, pretty much. Yeah. That, that's, that's a tough topic to talk about, because one did come first, The Simpsons came first. But Family Guy, I think, was funnier. I agree. 
Family Guy also has. I cringe 15. because I cringe because I know every thirty year old plus out there is like, what? Simpsons was way better. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the thing is, is that the show is Seth MacFarlane way, way more creative. I had to be honest. I was thinking about doing voiceover work because of Seth MacFarlane. He's also. a gene. He did Peter Griffin. Quagmire, Quagmire, Stewie, Stewie, Brian, Brian the dog, and a lot of various characters. A lot of various characters. Um, I know Seth Green was Chris, Chris, and Mila Kunis was Meg. Meg. Shut up, Meg. Shut up, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. I miss that show. It's a great show. I will say the last two seasons, three, four, five seasons, ten seasons, pretty much. Ten seasons has been pretty brutal to brutal. watch. Literally after, yeah, he, he ran after it. the. Uh, what season? Uh, season eight. That's when everything yes, started yes. falling apart. On season seventeen, wherever the heck we are. The now, fact that they're at season seventeen is because I I, I would watch an episode and what, what they they have the formula, but it's like mixed up. Like the formula was be edgy, be racy, say some crazy stuff, but it, it had a, a weight to it in the current events. Now he just straight up he smashes through that wall. He attacks. He attacks. And he's brutal, and it's like, ugh. It's not just Family Guy, it's also South Park, too. They literally attack everything that's going on in the world within the last like couple of years in one episode, pretty much. And the thing is, I'm all for that, but I'm for a creative alternate way. But think about it. Without today's events, you probably won't have a good show. That's true. A lot of events are eventy, and events keep us going around, so... We are a bored creature. We are very much so looking at the clock, waiting for our episode to start or waiting for something to happen. We're always in waiting. We're waiting. Waiting for something to load. A load screen. Ah! But guess what? We creatures these days can't wait for a load screen when human beings used to wait months for a letter to come from their aunt in Carolina. Just saying. Our patience as as a species has gone way down. We used to have to build fires, hunt for our food, and now we can go to McDonald's, send a text. It's just, where did we go wrong? Where did, where did Family Guy go wrong? Uh, Family Guy did not go wrong. They're just very controversial. But the thing is, is that the way they've been so controversial, it could sometimes be very funny. Though. It is. The, the funny is, though, the funny dances that line very well. What's of, the definition of funny, though? That's the thing. Everyone has a complete line. Like, well, my of definition of funny is this. Well, it's like the, if the line is such, and on one side, it's controversy. On this side, it's hilarious. The center is what James, or I mean, uh, Seth MacFarlane has yeah. been a master of. But lately, it just seems like he's uh, bulldozing in the in the controversy side. And I just feel tense and tight and like, ugh. Like, okay. like, I want to laugh, but... Stupidly enough, one time I, I, I think it was literally like last year. I was like, "Mom, you have to watch this show because I actually got my dad hooked on Family Guy a little bit. Um, he thought it was funny for a little bit, but you know, and he's not into that type of stuff. So he did give it a couple episodes. But my mother, the one episode I decided to show her was like about terrorism and rape and Ooh. all this, and it was bad. It was very bad. And it was very, I was like, okay, mom. I just dropped my pen because I knew that was very cringe. I was like, that you just did. I was like, ma, sorry. Guess we, guess you're not going to watch this. You know, go back to your. It'd go back to knitting. Real real housewives in <laughs> LA or whatever. Orange County. Ugh, that was brutal. That's a brutal show. But anyway. I will say this. As we're coming down to the final stretch of yet another episode of Life in Pinstripes, episode yes. number 13. Tell the people where they can contact us at very slowly. Very, very slowly. Instagram. Life and pinstripes. My Twitter is jyevin21. <laughs> Yours is Stolzenberg TJ. Stolzenberg TJ. What? Uno. I only said There's Uno a one? No, I said that because you only have one tweet. Okay, one tweet. One tweet. <laughs> Stolzenberg TJ, that's S-T-O-L-Z-E-N-B-E-R-G. It's phonetic, ladies and gentlemen. Stolzenberg. Think of a mountain, berg. Think of the zen that is going up a mountain. And I stole it from you. I stole the zen, berg. All right, before we end it, what do you think the Yankees are going to do in this West Coast trip that we're doing. Oh, guess what? Voight keeps hitting homers. And, he went, uh, he went ding dong. They're up again. one nothing right now. This West Coast trip, we're going to only lose two games. Eight and two? Yep. 
Okay, I can see it. So we're facing the Diamondbacks and the Giants. By the uh, by, the next episode, we'll have a good see how close I am to the eight and two. What do you think we'll be? I'm going to say seven and three. Oh, that's not fair. I know. So I'm I have the over. One. I have the over. You have the under. Yep. Okay. And I have a tough over. All right. Thank you all for joining us once again. I am James Yevon, and I am T.J. Stolzenberg. We will see you next week. Rock and or roll.